okay? I think I'm ready. Why are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm ready now. Alrighty. So, welcome to Super Duper Stitious Paranormal Podcast. With science. <laughs> yeah. Like, we always start, like, start the intro of the show and then not really... We don't know what the We don't hell. know where to break off yeah. and where to let the other fill in. Exactly. It's a paranormal podcast. We are scientists. We talk about paranormal stuff. And- we enjoy the uh, mysterious, the strange, and the spooky, and we like to bring you the stories and then try to uh, unravel what could be an explanatory variable behind them. Perfect. Yay. Yay. All right. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, I'm Jake. I'm Wyatt. And uh, welcome back for another week. We've got some uh, some creepy tales today. I think we're we're going back to back cryptids. to our roots. Yeah, back to some more our favorite stomping grounds. We're both biologists, so it's always fun to talk about critters. Critters. Yeah, <laughs> got new critters. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe I'm uh, starting You're us off. You're kicking us right? off, indeed. Well, I'm going to start us off with a bunch of irrelevant bullshit. Okay, it's my favorite kind of elephant. So to begin with, we have another update on the Phantom of the Chicago. Oh my. So it's been a little while since we've had one of these, but uh, our buddy Lon Strickler at phantomsandmonsters.com was on a radio show where he talked about the many sightings in Chicago. Sightings, to recap, of giant humanoid flying bat creatures with glowing red eyes flying all over the place in Chicago throughout 2017. Um, So this is another one of those. Right. Uh, As a result of his radio show appearance, Lon got a phone call on the morning of December 7th, which you may recall is the day our most recent episode went out um got a call about a sighting that occurred at the end of august the witness was a retired police officer who had spent 25 years on the force Uh, he was visiting Mm. his mother in forest park that that particular area of chicago which i believe Mm. has come up a couple times before in these sightings and um yeah one evening at around 8 45 p.m he offered to walk her dog at one point quote he had stopped walking and was 50 feet or so away from what he described as a dark gargoyle who was looking directly at him. Ooh. Uh, the dog was restless and began to bark. The being stood up and made a growling-like sound, very guttural and menacing. The witness noticed that the eyes were small but had a distinct reddish glow. Huh. The being had the body shape similar to that of a human man, but gaunt and dark gray in color. Damn. There were large wings folded outward from its back, very similar to the typical image of a gargoyle, but much larger. The height mm. was around six feet or so. The head was somewhat conical and small compared to the rest of the body. It had long arms with claw-like hands that swayed back and forth in front of the being. Mm. After watching for about 10 to 15 seconds, he also had to maintain control of the dog, which was barking and pulling on the lead. Right. Uh, the wings snapped from the back um, of the being and spread out to a full span. <laughs> the wings were very distinct with a dark membrane covering. He estimated the span was about 15 feet and extended high above the being. Then the being's wings dropped to its side, and it quickly propelled itself into the air, heading south in the direction of the metro station. And Lon quotes. Hmm. Okay. So we're getting more and more sightings like this. This is, um, yeah, this one goes back to August, but it was reported just last week. Right. Um, oftentimes these sightings are like this one from someone who had no idea other people were seeing something like this, then they end up hearing about it and decide to get in contact with the guy who's, you know, kind of curating all of it, and then right. we get another one. More and more often these days, we're getting stories that talk more of things that sound like gargoyles. Um, yeah, it's instead true. Instead of just like giant bats, they have they still have they have arms and wings. True which enough, it's just odd. It's it's interesting too that I don't know. It makes me think at once about just people 
reporting things or describing things based on stuff they've grown up seeing. Yeah. And or the more kind of ancient aliens part of everyone's brain <laughs> where you're like, what if the gargoyle statues were, you know... <laughs> Secretly coming Secretly to life. Secretly representations of something people had seen, which is right. just oh, yeah, yeah. not the case. Yeah, right. Or yeah. secretly coming to life. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, a gargoyle is strictly the kind of statue like that that has a water spout. Uh, any other thing that looks like that is just a grotesque. A grotesque, that's right. And I believe the purpose of gargoyles was as a kind of, um, what would you call it, guardian of the church, like, yeah, as it were. supposed to, like, ward off the evil spirit or evoke something. Evoke from Scary within more, those yeah. that don't have the faith, like, the fears of their own sins, so they don't want to go in. There you some, go. Okay. Some, kind of, some kind of ward like this, but yeah. I might be talking out my old butt. <laughs> but, yeah, another thing that's, that's fun about these, is, or that's, that's notable about these, rather, is that as we go on, we get... Uh, well, for example, this story was a phone call to Lon, which he then relayed um, mm-hmm. on his website. So we're getting this... Filtered through That's his true. words, the lawn effect. So, how much of it is you know how much? So it sounds like on several cases when people have talked to him, he has suggested to them through his questioning, "Oh, did it have glowing yeah, red eyes? Right. Oh, or did it have like X, <laughs> Y, Z? Like just to say, oh yeah, maybe it did, and then saying, oh yeah, the witness said that it did. Oh, um, so it's just like true. how much of it is just um, kind of forcing it into a narrative versus what the person actually saw. Yeah, right. That's a really good point. Oh my god. So oh, we're still on. wondering what's happening with the Phantom of the Chicago. What could it be? But this will actually feed into my story later, too, so I'm excited that you're excellent. bringing up the uh, the old Phantom. Yes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we get jumping into our, our cryptozoological goodness mm. is um, a follow-up from last week. So last week we talked about a couple different cool supernatural things. I talked mm-hmm. about black-eyed children or black-eyed kids i was just gonna say i'm just uh recalling how we there was that one story of the kids at the door and someone let them in finally or something yes, like they, this the whole thing about black-eyed kids is that they are these little children who have eyes that are entirely black that's right um and they will approach your house or your car and they always want to watch mortal combat they always want to watch mortal combat <laughs> and they'll ask permission to be let inside right and um they strike just this soul-wrenching fear in anyone who sees them, even mm-hmm. though they're just kids. They're very persuasive. Um, mm-hmm. And people think, you know, if you let them in, like, we don't hear about that because people die if they let them in. Mm-hmm. But there was one story I recall but didn't actually recount in which someone had let them in and terrible things happened. So mm-hmm. I looked for them and found that. So this is uh, oh BEK22, the children ending follow-up, the sequel. <laughs> in trying to find that report, I ended up finding another one. Both were pretty spooky, so I'll just kind of quickly summarize them both here. The first one I found was on ghosttheory.com. I will link that in the show links. All right. Apparently came first from the website pararational.com and then got sent over to Ghost Theory. So the following is all quotes from this account. Everything I say from here on out will be just quotes. Okay. Unless I specify that it's not. I was sitting in my bedroom at home and I heard a knock on the door. Hmm. It was not too late, so I didn't hesitate opening the door to whoever it was. When I opened it, there was two children standing there. Both were looking at the floor. Yes, I said. The taller one asked if they could come in as they were lost, and the other boy needed the toilet. I live in an area where it was very easy to get lost, so I just assumed that they were telling the truth mm. and were looking down because they were shy, even though the one talking spoke very confidently. So I let them in. The one who needed the toilet just walked in and straight up the stairs, so I shouted up, It's on the right! I don't know why I didn't find this strange, but most toilets are upstairs, and as he was young, I didn't think anything of it. Oh, it is the weird, idea, though. Yeah, the idea there that it just, the kid just, just made a beeline. right in. Yeah, in the stranger's house. Ugh. So that's already pretty uh, pretty unsettling. Um, 
I told the other one that the phone was down the hall. Thanks, he said, and he started to walk down the hall. I followed him, and then I suddenly came over with a really awful feeling like something bad was going to happen. I became very nervous and a bit shaky and still can't explain how that happened. The boy stopped at the phone and paused. Everything okay, I asked. He turned to me and looked up, and that's when I saw his eyes. And oh, trust boy. me, I will never get that picture out of my head. I was so scared that I couldn't even scream. Oh, my God. As I turned to run down the hall, the other kid was standing at the end. <clears throat> I became very dizzy and struggled to stand up. He walked closer to me and said that they had been sent to collect me. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I still couldn't bear to look into his face. I pushed away from him and ran into my front room and slammed the door shut. I was in so much shock about what was happening, I couldn't think straight. This is something that you don't even expect to happen, even in movies. After about an hour of hiding... So this is, this is me, not a quote. After about an hour of hiding in the room, the witness finally decided to open the door and make a break for it, running out the back door to a friend's house nearby and not looking back once until getting there. Fair. Um, so, quote again... I convinced him to come back with me. Um, when we got there, we looked around the whole house but couldn't find them. Ever since this happened, I, have, uh, I always have a dream that these kids with the black eyes stand over my bed with their hands stretching towards me. Ugh. I hope to God that I never see them again. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So that's a pretty good one. Forget that, man. Mm -hmm. How would you even stay in that room for an hour? I would feel like five minutes that I'd be out the window. Yeah, I, assuming it's on the same, the same floor as they were let in, they must oh. be, I, I would um, immediately try getting out the window. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah my just God. the idea that they're just like out lurking in the hallway. It'd be even worse if when you open the door, they're not there, because then they're not accounted for anymore. <laughs> oh my God, right? Ugh. You just heard like footsteps upstairs or something. Mm. Or just as bad, you open the door and they're just right there staring. And you're like, oh, sorry, close it back Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then you open it again, and they're, like, playing video games, and you close it, and they're back there again. <laughs> it's, it's like instantly, every time you close and open it, they're just like... There's something else, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, like, looking for, like, Pop-Tarts or something. <laughs> Aw. Oh, wait, no, I'm scared of you. Oh, God. <laughs> so the other story is the one that I actually was looking for, and it comes from Weak and Weird. I have that also linked in the show links. Um, so is that weak and weird? Weak and weird. Weak, like spent, I've spent seven days in weird. Yes. Okay. So I think it's like a weekly roundup of weird stories. For a second, I thought it was like frail and strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Are odd things that happen on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> weekend weird. All right. Yeah, week, there you go. Weak and weird. Um, so this took place in a small rural town in Vermont. Everyone knows everyone. No one locks their doors, etc. Mm -hmm. This was pretty late at night, and a couple gets a knock on their door. The husband answers at the door. The wife can't see who he's talking to at first, but then the following occurs. Quote, when he opened the door, there were two children standing in the snow looking toward the ground. They were a boy and a girl and could not have been more than eight years old. Hmm. Thinking back on it now, uh, my normal reaction to seeing children in a snowstorm would have been to rush them inside and bundle them up with some blankets and hot cocoa. But that's not how this felt. The children were very unnerving. They would not make eye contact, and when my husband asked them if everything was okay, they asked if they could come in. My husband looked at me like, what do I do? And I asked the kids where their parents were. They'll be here soon, is all they said. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning at this point, so the only uh, reasonable thought in my head was there must have been an accident or these kids got lost. Right. As much as my instincts told me not to bring them inside, I did it anyway. Oh boy. I went into the kitchen to make them some hot cocoa while my husband took them into the living room. I was fixing the kettle, I could hear my husband talking to the kids. He was asking them if they were okay, where they came from, how far they walked, if their parents' car was broken down, things like that. But they a always answered, our parents will be here soon. Mm. Uh, during this whole time, the uh, the witnesses' cats were super freaked out. They had like four cats, and all the cats were just like, 
usually they're really friendly and stuff and i guess they were all hiding one of them was like all like, poofed out and just like really spooked um mm-hmm. quote again uh, when i walked back into the living room the kids were sitting on the couch as still as can be but my husband was holding his head in his hands i asked him what was wrong he just said that he felt very dizzy all of a sudden but that he was fine i turned back to the children to give them their cocoa but when they looked at me i gasped it took everything inside of me not to drop the mugs and run away when they looked at me their eyes were completely black when they saw that i was scared they stood up and asked if they could use the bathroom I tried to be as composed as I could be and showed them down the hall. They went into the bathroom together, and um, and I hurried back to my husband to ask him if he had seen their eyes. Mm-hmm. We were in the middle of talking about whose children they could be when my husband's nose started to bleed. He never had nosebleeds as long as I had known him. I just knew inside myself that this had something to do with the kids in the bathroom, and I started crying when I ran to get my husband some tissues. That's when the power went out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I heard my husband yell my name from the living room, and as I started to walk back through the hallway, I stopped dead in my tracks. The two children were standing at the end of the hallway. <sighs> they weren't moving, and I have never been so scared in my whole life. They just stood there in the dark. After what felt like forever, the boy said, Our parents are here. And they walked to the door, opened it, and walked out, leaving it wide open. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is the part I, I didn't remember as well. So uh, at this point, the parents, quote-unquote, their parents were outside waiting by an idling car that was in the driveway. Mm-hmm. They just looked like just kind of weird people from a distance just kind of standing there. Right. Uh, the kids left. The power came back on about half an hour after they left. Um, but over the next few months, the cats went missing one by one, except for one who they found in a pool of blood in the living room after they came home from work one what? day. The fuck? So yeah, all their cats one by one um, disappeared, and then the last one like didn't just disappear; it outright died in their house. What the hell? Um, the husband's nosebleeds worsened until they finally found out that it was some kind of weird form of skin cancer, Ooh. which I think they ended up they were able to treat okay, but it's still mm-hmm. just a weird thing that's happening. That is. And then yeah, I'll end with one last quote. Okay. Since we let the black-eyed kids into our home, I've also suffered from regular dizzy spells and nosebleeds. I've had other issues which I won't mention here, but trust me when I say that I am in, suddenly in the worst condition of my life and no one can do anything about it. I know that all of this is because I left the black-eyed children into my home. Ugh. Creepiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, trying to talk through a glass of beer. <laughs> but, oh my god, the cat stuff. <laughs> yeah. So did they, I mean, where where did they report this to? Like, what, where was the story? So this specific one, they, um... They were weirded about what had happened. They, like the woman had been looking online. I can't remember the beginning. There's um, in the big. Be- I skipped the part in the beginning where she's explaining why they reported it, where they did, saying you know we didn't really, you know, people wouldn't necessarily believe this right. stuff is true, but they thought weak and weird would be a good place to report it to because they kind of they report <laughs> on witness eyewitness accounts of weird stuff right. and stuff. So they went straight to the web- the website where I found this. Sure, man. Oh my goodness. So that's the follow-up slash sequel to the Black Eyed Children report last oh, week. I should have just watched the first movie and then watched the <laughs> sequel. That was good, though. That's kind of what I was hungry to hear. So Yeah, I remembered it being pretty pretty creepy. That's when I found the second one. I was like, oh, that one's pretty creepy, man, too. Oh, I should man. just tell them both. That, that image of like being at home with these creepy kids and then the little power going out, and you just see their like, dark silhouettes down the hall. <sighs> Yeah, especially after this is the point after you know that they have totally black eyes. Yeah, exactly. Kids doing that would be creepy enough, but then if you also know that something is just fundamentally fundamentally weird. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh man, oh man. (laughs) 
I'm just, it's like a kind of cold mercy that they just sort of stood there and waited and they were like, okay, we're going to go now. It's like, yeah. thanks so much for not running somewhere else into the house and yeah. just like vanishing because that would be the worst. Or you turn around and suddenly they're on the other end of the hallway. Oh my God, yeah. Or they just start charging you. Yeah. Oof, my skeleton would explode out of my body <laughs> <laughs> in a defensive reaction. And then you'd scare them back. So it'd be <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, ooh, no one's ever done this before. <laughs> exactly. That's good stuff. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, no problem. So on to the creatures. Yeah, so there you go. That was just like freaking appetizer. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that. All right, carry on. So now to the actual point of what we're trying to do this week, which is talking about cryptid stuff. This mm-hmm. is something that I found um, uh, actually yeah, pretty recently. This came. This was a report submitted to MUFON, uh, the Mutual <laughs> UFO Network, mm-hmm. um, on November 29th. So pretty recently. And November 29th I, of 2017. Yes. Okay came from a woman who saw something very strange in California earlier mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is all quotes from her story. Right. The night of February 26th to 27th, early morning, I was staying at the Best Western in Big Bear. Old Big Bear. <laughs> he loves his honey. He loves the honey. <laughs> I didn't know we were calling him Big Bear. Yeah. We never got the we chairs. We never got the chairs, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, at approximately 12.35 a.m., I walked to my car alone to retrieve my luggage. It had been snowing and it was extremely dark. My car was facing a country road. When I hit the unlock button on my car, the parking and interior lights came on. Mm -hmm. This allowed me to see two eyes reflecting in the middle of the road, about 10 to 15 feet from me. At first, I thought it was a deer. I lived in Colorado, and I'm accustomed to seeing wildlife. I instantly stopped and remained still as I didn't want to scare off uh, what I thought was a deer. Right. As my eyes glanced downwards, I noticed it wasn't a deer. It looked like a white, hairless, naked man on all fours. Oh, God! (laughs) That is so creepy. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps (laughs) on my very bones right now here in this description. There was a brief moment as our eyes made contact. It then, as quickly as I've ever seen any animal, turned around, ran as fast as a cheetah away from me, and then straight up a tree. Wow. I was frozen in disbelief. I said out loud to myself, you have to be flipping kidding me. Which I'm glad I, she's so yeah, which careful I, with yeah, her language. I was like, it's a PG version of John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, pretty much. Just as I was going to convince myself that this couldn't possibly be happening, it leapt from treetop to treetop, and I could see its full outline as it did so. Gross. Uh, I've never seen such a creature, but I have found some other videos and pictures online that look exactly like what I saw. The speed and strength it had were like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, the creature was definitely solid. It appeared as if it was coming toward me, possibly hunting me. I don't know what stopped it. Was it the lights that went on? Uh, it had no visible genitalia. It had a very human-like qualities. <laughs> like another person looking for genitalia. Yeah, something about, yeah, I don't know why. I was looking for that dick. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, the story goes into some zanier descriptions. Um, like, for example, quote, It appeared to be flashing like a TV going in and out of reception as it sprinted up the tree. Hmm. So apparently David Lynch directed her Mm -hmm. vision. Yeah, exactly. And then um, she later, uh, she said later that night she got a phone call with no one on the other end, as well as a knock on the hotel room door with nobody there. And finally a knock on the sliding glass door of the room from the outside um, and no one there either. So just other creepy stuff. But I must, my take on that is that. After seeing this weird thing, she's just really on edge for the rest of the night. Yeah, you're so just, just keyed up. Every little thing that happens, you're like, oh my god, what was that? Exactly. So at this point, obviously, I had to find the supposed, quote, other videos and pictures online that look exactly like what she saw. Please. 
I um, want to see. This being a MUFON post, there were naturally no actual links to the supposed photos and videos <laughs> in question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in fairness, they do actually try to give all their posts a certain degree of thoroughness in describing an encounter. This is really just me being bitter about... Um, They're not the, being more juicy juicy sauce. Well, even more so, me being bitter about that last time we had a MUFON report that talked about video and had no links. Oh, true. So this is two for two now. Right. But this is all going... This is on the witnesses who reported to MUFON, not on yeah. MUFON themselves. Right, right. Um, still, it's fun to shit on people. Still, yeah. God damn it, move on. <laughs> it's your fault somehow, and mostly the people's fault. Yes. Uh, so trying to find those pictures and videos proved much harder than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I came up with was this video from uh, in the UK of something running across the highway. Ugh, so let me uh, play this for you. So let me make this full screen for you. It's um, okay. and I think I may have seen this before too. So this is from some CCTV footage right. recorded in 2007 in the UK. Interestingly, if I'm not mistaken, also in the month of November. Yes, November 14th, it looks like. How about that? All right, I'm watching. All right, so there's some cars going by. This really spooky van. And this thing running. <gasps> oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, so... Um, oh, God! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it's, gosh! So the video, which we'll, we'll post a link to the video... Something runs across the road pretty fast. The frame rate being CCTV is pretty low, so there's a lot of motion blur. This thing runs across. At first, it's bounding like a deer or something. But oh, when you cl- when it zooms man. in on it, the shape of the body, it looks like a humanoid thing running on all fours. It it's could, really it could awful. be. That's yeah, horrifying looking. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it really could be like a dog or a deer or something. That, Certainly. That in that freeze frame, because of the blur of the TV. Exactly. But... Man, oh man, it Something is about it. It's, undeniably it's, it's weird and pale gray. Very weird. It does not look like a dog necessarily. It does not mm-hmm. look like a deer necessarily at all. And from the height it rises to in, um, in front of the cars that it's running in front oh, of, it's, it's, it's very large. Size. It's not yeah. as big as it's, he's describing here, but yeah. it's still pretty big. But you could even see, though, I mean, I could imagine how if I suddenly saw that, I would be like, it was four feet high, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you just yeah. saw that in a flash. Ugh. And the speed was definitely akin to what she was describing. Yes, I'd say. it just sprinted across this um, highway, and like there's a, a car like, that could have hit. It ran right in front of a speeding car and like made it no problem. Oh my god! So oh, weird thing. That so, was creepy as anything. <laughs> so I spent a long time trying to find like where the, what other reports are there of something like this? Are is there a name for it? Oh, it's like a crawler. It's not like a crawler. <sighs> I was like, what's a crawler? So I looked up crawlers. Right. There's a couple of different kinds of crawlers, including um. Some crawlers in Fresno, I think, California, from a few years back. Did um, you look up crawlers, comic creepy? No, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> I figured I'd probably get a, lot, a bunch of those um, weird, like, uh, gelatinous things you could make. Um, remember in the 90s? Oh, the creepy crawlers? This is exactly what I was digging for, my friend. <laughs> I had those bad boys. Part of the gel mix. Oh, I did too. I also kind of remember being little enough that at one point I was a little bit scared of the commercial. I but forget it exactly. I don't, it was, Creepy it was, crawlers. I think they show them kind of coming to life at the oh, end. Of you yeah. make them <laughs> they were like, do not actually cook them. They will come to life. <laughs> <laughs> there's just this thing staggering across the floor. It's like, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you make me? Um, um, so right. Think, uh, crawlers. So I looked up things called crawlers. There's a couple different. Like, so there's Ugh. one version of the Fresno crawler. I think it's Fresno. That are these goofy two-legged things. I'll show you a video in the future yeah, of what those okay. are. That's pretty dumb. It looks like a marionette. Anyway, uh-huh. there's, um, it's we. If you look at the motion, it looks really unsettling. But then you look at, you think about it more. It's like, okay, that's just some it's just a hoax shit. thing. Yeah. Other crawlers are these weird, white, pale humanoids that I guess largely just kind of crawl on the ground. 
sounds physically like it looks like this, but not like it moves like this. So yeah, not necessarily right. the same thing. Right. Uh, then someone else was like, oh, yeah, it has some rakish qualities to it. I was going to say, um, when you were describing it initially, I was like, yeah. oh, it's the but, rake. But it's bigger and, yeah, quadrupedal instead of um, being more just like a hunched over bipedal organism or entity. Oh, and then like I saw people say, oh, rake, it's rake like that. Other people say, oh, no, you're, it's, uh, this is a flesh gate. A flesh gate? Like, what the hell is a flesh gate? And like, apparently that's um, a flesh gate is like a skinwalker. Okay. okay. Let's go. What's a skinwalker? Like, okay, refresh myself on the Navajo legend of skinwalkers. Right, These right. are like kind of black magic practitioners who wear animal pelts and are able to kind of transmogrify themselves yeah, into the animal whose pelt they're wearing and do dark deeds. Right. They're usually nefarious. Yes. A flesh gate apparently is a kind of the inverse of that, where it's some kind of creature in the woods that wears the pelt of a human. Ugh. Uh, to impersonate humans and then try and like like so oftentimes there's stories of like people wandering into the woods and then they come back they're acting not quite Very right weird, yeah because it's this creature that's trying to impersonate humans but doesn't it can impersonate i guess the human voice is really like spot on right but it doesn't really get the behavior right at all uh, that's creepy um, it's creepy but not at all what this is so, no, <laughs> so i indeed. ended up finding the closest thing i could find was a, a vaguely similar story that i actually ended up finding on reddit someone posted on reddit mm-hmm. which I actually am getting more and more into Reddit stories because then a bunch of people pile on right. and will um and then if they have anything similar they can then um link to that or the original poster will elaborate on what they have based on people's comments. Right. Um so they'll they'll kind of flesh out their story more by, um, in response to questions, which can be nice. So, in this case, a woman has seen something friggin' creepy, very thin and pale and humanoid in shape. For the last four years now around her property on an, ongo- on an ongoing basis. Oh, my God. Um, it scared the hell out of one of her horses uh, the first time she saw it. And the horse that she said is not easily spooked or ever spooked by anything. It's like oh really, really well trained. Oh, my God. So her first encounter, quote, I looked up and saw this white slash gray creature crawling out of the woods towards us. What? It had a very small round head. Its eyes were just pits. It had a very small mouth. Not much detail there. Its arms were very long and thin, fingers also like that. Its rib cage was very pronounced and defined, and its legs were long and lanky. End quote. Oh. Uh, its movements were very jerky at this first appearance. It kind of just l- sort of lurched in their direction on all fours. But she later saw it or something like it while she was riding a horse like through the woods or, in, or on her property, and it was keeping pace with her horse. Um, at a distance, but running, like, kind of galloping along the same speed. Presumably was, during the day, right? Yes. I think okay. all of her encounters have... Sorry. Most of her encounters have been during the day. Different kinds of encounters that happen at night. But like, oh. Okay. It's much sexier at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After dark. Those exposed ribs became a nice hard pack of abs. <laughs> Had a suave haircut. <laughs> but it still crawled and lurched around. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she would see this thing in the woods occasionally for a while. Like she'd just be out and about, and she'd just see it in the woods at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, she, from the beginning, said she never felt like this thing had like, met any harm, <sighs> as terrifying looking as it sounds. And also, like, why? Oh, man. I don't know. I have a million questions. Yes. I guess my experience would be very different if I was having this. Yeah. You know, I would be like, I'm moving now. And as I explain more about this, you you would have an, you and you or I would have that reaction even more strongly after more of what happens. This is four years of these encounters, and she's like, "All right, I am um, literally cringing with every part of my body right now." 
Uh, so, yeah, so it was able to run at the same speed as her horse one time. Yeah, gross. In this case, she said on the other side of the fence, just running alongside them. Uh, one time, while the horses were grazing, she saw three of them slowly emerging from the woods. So there's, yeah, there's not just one. Uh, and then, quote, last summer, I did see one outside my house staring into the windows. Ooh. A few weeks ago, uh, one was outside my bedroom windows tapping and making a strange, faint shrieking sound. What? What? Yeah. How do you make a faint shriek? Like, I have no oh, idea. Oh, God. And again, she's just like, oh, oh silly, guys. silly ghoul. Yeah. I accidentally skipped the part. She would see the thing in the woods for, um, for a while, and then eventually it settled into a pattern of watching her from the field while she would ride her horses. Cool, So just like, kind of hang out in the distance and just watch her as she rode around. That's not fucking freaky as hell. No. So she took some photos. Oh, damn. But they're, they're like... Like, grade A eyewitness sightings of weird things photos in the sense that they are almost impossible to see what's happening. Do, do you have them nonetheless? I do. All right. Uh, so let me bring these up for you. Oh, I will oh. allow my primed brain to make as much out of them as it possibly can. <laughs> I can clearly see it. It's right there. So the first, um, so I just described the idea of like it's sitting, um, sitting in the field. Right. So this is a photo of... It's, yeah, so is that it there in the in the center to the left? This that? Is, yeah, this thing here. So that is a crappy cell phone photo, so it's not right. very high quality. So after this one, there's actually this second photo to kind of explain what is in, or second, it's an image. She crudely drew what's in the photo. So it's the, the shape. The fact that she would take this much time to like, it's either very, ugh, God. So it's just like kind of sitting yeah. in repose, has very long limbs. Right. It's like sitting on this little mound, the dirt right. pile, watching her. Her, I love her drawings so much. <laughs> very MS Paint. It's pretty. Um, oh, boy. But it's, it's cool that she's like taking the time to try yeah, and just I like mean, it's spell either, out what it is. It's either a very um, dedicated hoax or, you know, this person really thinks something's happening. But this is where the Reddit part comes in. It's pretty cool. She's been very actively, like, um, like corresponding with people in the comments who have more questions and like they've been trying to like, kind of clarify to her thing and she's like oh thanks I didn't, I didn't think about that right here's another image of it i guess in the distance i don't know if it's so it looks, it looks like, like the my, exact same body posture kind of it looks almost like it's crouching to take a dumb, a little doo-doo maybe. butt action let me open but that like, one so we can see that side by side so it's quite similar though it is a very similar posture it's almost identical in a lot yeah. of ways so that's a thing and then there's a worse one this is a picture is from 2013 somewhere in between 2012 and 2013 she took a picture in her barn and afterwards realized it looked like there was a face peeking in the window uh, or the door whatever that is see a little down yeah, here maybe eyes nose mouth possibly yeah possibly so that could just be pareidolia at work yes but still spooky yes so that's another case of just some repeated sightings of something oh weird, boy. pale, and consistent lanky. with the previous uh, reports of Fast some kind of moving. humanoid thing that yes. runs on four legs for some reason, yeah. despite having the what would you call it? Just the general kind of build of a bipedal, a bipedal thing, but thing. Right, exactly. There were several, like I think, three other reports I found of weird, pale, four-legged humanoids in Latin America oh. scaring people over time too. But like, it's just yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail for too long about these things. I'm into but it, but it's just some cool, um, just other stories of like. Are there good? I mean, are, is there one or two stories that are worth telling? Are they really spooky? They, um, they're pretty short. I'll just, I'll see if I can just fly through them. I'll, yeah, sure. Let me go to the, where those are. They, um, in Mexico, a gray monster and Monclava. Um, several witnesses claiming seeing this creature. Some kids 
were um, described the entity as a little man with smooth gray skin and four legs or lower extremities. It was seen in an empty lot of the street in question in the Chinameca district. And so the kids, they were like, yeah, 13. They're terrified. Um, they spread the word of this being they had just seen among their other locals. So the mother mm. of the youngsters, they're just like trying to figure out what it was they had seen. They were really scared. So they're scared enough that the parents didn't think they were making it up because you can't really feign that level of fear. Yeah, true terror. Like. And so like police went to uh, search the area. They didn't find anything there. Another report of a monster that drove bathers out of the Moncloa River. This is in a similar area, Colonia. Well, so there's a pond, and uh, a bunch of people who were swimming there were freaked out when they saw a large, gray-colored, four-legged creature submerge into the waters of the Monclava River at the location known as El Tropico Azul, the Blue Pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, so public safety personnel reported immediately to the scene to deal with the case, which represents the second sighting of an unknown being with matching characteristics in mm-hmm. that area. Mm-hmm. Still didn't find anything around the area. We didn't turn up again, but people were like just like hanging out by the river, or this pond, whatever, and then it just like came out of wherever and into the water and scared the hell out of everyone there. Boy. Yeah, it went into the water. I didn't come back out again, so no one knew where it went. Mm-hmm. And then the last one super, was uh, super um, comforting. Yes, this one is. Um, people are attributing the death of ten goats over the past six months in this mm-hmm. time frame. This is twenty ten uh, to this creature. It had been seen on at least five occasions, even in broad daylight. Jaime Cruz, a 21-year-old shepherd from Irapuato, Guanajuato, um, says that he has seen the strange beast several times between Ejido Curva de Juan Sanchez and the Colinas de Santiago district. Hmm. The beast is no ordinary animal and is also capable of extremely high leaps. Uh, so consistent. Yeah, consistent with um, you know, all the stories. Seem to kind of match this pattern of this thing that's creepy, thin, gray, fast-moving, able to jump a lot. When it's, when were these uh when were these accounts taken? Those that one was from twenty ten. So or or uh during the year. Oh um, we got April fifth, April sixth, okay. April ninth, all twenty ten. Okay. So all in April. Cause I was gonna say if it was in November again, I'd be like, What the fuck is yeah, up with that? All in November. Right. So from like a biological perspective, what thing would be that far, you know, distributed that widely and yet such an extreme morphology. Yeah. And that's the tricky part, too, is wondering if this is the same creature in all these reports, because I was just trying to find, based solely on the fact that the woman from the Big Bear report said that she had seen it. Right. I had seen pictures and video um, of it online that matched exactly what she had seen. Right. It's like, oh, cool. I can find out exactly what she saw if I find these things. And I just could not find. I had to dig around a lot. And so the stuff I found that mm. seemed by description to match it most closely were these other reports from all over the place. So whether or not they're the same thing, I don't know for sure if it's what she was describing. It's so maddening. I wonder if she wasn't referring to the uh, the image that, like, perhaps faked image, well, almost undoubtedly faked image of the rake that they yeah, have, the that, like, trail cam. Thing. That was, yeah, not long afterward proven to be definitely a hoax. It's the, it's the most famous, like, and people have been saying, oh, that's not that's not the rake, that's a flesh gate. Or that's not that's uh-huh. that's a crawler. All these different things it's supposed to be, but the, that's um, kind of the uh, holotype. That's the holotype <laughs> for the um, <laughs> for these different creatures. Like, oh, this is, this isn't a real picture, but this is what it would look like if you saw it, kind of thing. Ugh. So if she may have been primed, because this that came out a few years ago, and she saw this thing in February of this year. I don't know year. why I'm looking at it again. It's, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies, creepy. man. I'm yeah. gonna like have a hard time. <laughs> 
Um, Driving home. So there's always the case of, yeah, if you see something weird in the dark and aren't sure what it is, your mind may fill in the blanks with something you've seen before, either on TV or in movies or in pictures on the internet, whatever. So right. that could be a lot of what it is. Something that was fairly tall, looked at her and ran off really fast, and then darted up a tree. Like the right. thing is, I'm trying to think of animals that can do all that. Like the first thing that comes to mind, yeah, is a deer. But she was saying like, she expected a deer, and didn't it didn't look at all like a deer. And deers don't climb trees. Right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that yeah, we really know about. Sure, I'm not sure what kind of animal unless could. they're hunting people. Yeah. I mean, it could oh be some God. kind of a bear. As far as black bears, you know, they can move. Know, though. They can yeah. book it, but they're they also they're it. pretty small. Right, and I feel like... Uh, and the, they don't the look at all. Like, hairless... Yeah, like a bear is not going to look pale and hairless unless it is... Maybe if like, it had, like, crazy mange going on. But then it wouldn't be moving that fast because it would be really unwell. Right, exactly. And it wouldn't look like freaking... TV blurring in and out of existence or whatever yes. and jumping from tree to tree or whatever she said. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do think that the um, the kind of yeah TV flashing thing is probably more of a fanciful, like just in her adrenaline description. State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I wonder too about like, I think back to this report you were giving with the, uh, the, the, the ranch owner. Yeah. Like if I was experiencing that, even if I wasn't like terrified of it, I feel like I would report it to animal control or police or yeah anybody just have someone else come out there and go like hey take a look at this like she did report to some friend of hers i can't remember who what that person was, was if, if they were yeah <laughs> um she reported it to somebody who just kind of discussed it with her and then encouraged her to try and take pictures she has when she got those pictures she sent them to that person but i don't remember the details exactly of what that was but it's Fair yeah, enough. it does make sense. If you see something that strange, you're going to want to like get a second opinion or something. Like, say, I keep seeing these things. You see them too, right? Like They're there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Seriously. And I think I tend to lean most towards the type of stories like this where it's something so strange and alien that I just can't really think of a logical explanation that just ties together all of the different variables within the report. Right. That That said, I think I would be much more able to resort to my like safe space of this is total bullshit if i hadn't seen that freaking cctv video <laughs> yeah. footage man i i encourage everyone listening to uh absolutely follow that link and watch it's it's creepy yeah i'll make sure that that's it's very strange i'll spell out for sure which one that is i'm gonna just for the sake of sanity <laughs> say that was probably some critter but damn it's very interesting one. creepy looking I mean, yeah, it was a very low resolution footage, but yes. it it is interesting. So. If anything else develops from this in the future, since this is such a recent report, True. if anyone gets in touch with that original witness again and manages to say, "Hey, where you know, do you have any links to the things you saw online?" Right, that right. Master description. I'll try and find those. That'd be so really good. We shall see. Well, let's see. For you today, I have kind of another solid gold oldie. As far as cryptids are concerned. An old and goldie. An old and goldie, um, which is, and probably many listeners will have at least heard of this before as well, but the New Jersey Devil. I've never heard of this. You've never heard of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if any listener has not heard of this, it is a relatively famous cryptid slash bit of folklore mm -hmm. uh, originating in the fine state of New Jersey. And, the Pine uh, Barrens. In the correct. Pine Barrens, exactly. But to describe the New Jersey Devil, for those of you who may not be familiar with it, 
It is often detailed as a bipedal winged monster with hooved feet. Um, it has some. It's something like kind of a cross between a gross kangaroo and a dragon, <laughs> <laughs> and stands maybe seven or eight feet tall, and is often accompanied by a horrible feeling. It shrieks. It'll roar. Hmm. However, it's localized to the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, and I'll get to the legend of its sort of like inception as we go. To set the scene, I did want to first talk about the Pine Barrens of Perfect. New Jersey. Excellent. Um, this is a heavily forested expanse of about 1.1 million acres, or around 4,500 kilometers square. So, quite a huge expanse. Um, and this stretches across coastal southern New Jersey. I'll give you five guesses as to what kind of trees are there. Uh, let's see. Ash. No. Okay. Um, larch. That's closer, but no. <laughs> um, baobab. It is the baobab tree. <laughs> I did not think you'd get it in three. <laughs> no, obviously, it's pine. What kind of pine? That I should I should know. I don't, that's such an unimportant question. Yeah, it's true, but is it's it a an red interesting pine, one. A pitch pine, yeah, loblolly, longleaf, Jack, white. It might be white pine actually. Okay, I would be surprised. Or red. Or red pine. But basically, the density of pine trees um, makes the land very acidic, and so this is quite the selective pressure. If you're most critters, specifically plants. It's intolerable to live in. However, because of that acidic landscape, a lot of very unique flora and coinciding fauna exist in the Pine Barrens. Yeah, a lot of heath species, a lot of the heath plants. So you get your oh, interesting your vaccinium. That's um, that's like both blueberries and cranberries. Like acidic oh, there soil you go. A lot. Yes, indeed. The bog, the boggy plants mm-hmm. are very common there, and in fact, bog type industries are something that sprung up in the Pine Barrens, given that they are um, basically intractable for agriculture, which is also how they got their name. That's why they're the Pine Barrens and not like the Pine Expanse or the big yeah. Pine Forest. It's the Pine Barrens. The pine when, place. When you first came to America, the thing you really wanted to do was at least be able to farm as a landowner. Oh, so, the earliest colonists wanted to either mine for gold yeah. or grow tobacco, and it just like didn't work out well. Didn't work out too well. So we have, they also are referred to as the Jersey Pinelands, but that's not as creepy sounding. Nah, Barrens are cool. Barrens are cool. And so the Pine Barrens themselves have had kind of an odd energy around them since their earliest description by European settlers and have been kind of like a societal marginal zone. And I enjoy how much sort of at this point in the story and throughout the uh, the Barrens themselves are kind of like a monstrous landscape. I always love when like environments or areas can themselves take on these kind of creepy qualities Definitely. where... There's just this strange energy about them. That's why I love going to any kind of bog or anything. It just has a certain mystique so, to the area. It's like, oh, this is just a creepy place. It's so true. Yeah, there's just something you feel in your bones about it. And so it's maintained that kind of energy. And I think in recent years, it's kind of reclaimed its cool in a sense where people are just like, no, the barons are the barons. Like, we're proud of being from here. But for much of the 20th century, especially, um, it was kind of a you know not the best thing you were like a super hillbilly if you came for the pine barrens oh yeah there was the term pineys 
which was used for folks from the Pine Barrens. Creative. And also in the early 20th century, there was a particular family from the Pine Barrens that was identified in a case study by the pseudonym the Calicacs. And uh, they were presented as an example of genetic inferiority by eugenicists at the time. Pretty crazy, yeah. They specifically drew from the Pine Barrens as like, here's your ultra hillbilly, like, (laughs) boom. So... There you have it, the Pine Barrens background. Hmm. So you can imagine just miles and miles of pine trees and the smell of pine in the air. And non-Aryan people. And non-Aryan people. Perhaps Aryan, but just lock. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible <laughs> stereotypes. Um, so there are a number of variations on the legend of the creation or birth of the New Jersey Devil. Um, but most agreed upon is the story that follows. Back in 1735, an English immigrant, Mary Leeds, who lived in the Barrens with her 12 children and husband, um, was destitute but pregnant with her 13th child. Mm -hmm. And during the night of its birth, Mary's labor was particularly painful and difficult, and in her frustration and desperation, she calls out, May this be the devil's child. Oh, damn. And so the story goes... She sort of cursed and corrupted the birth, and the thing to emerge was not human, but instead this sort of horrible, misshapen monster I described before. Cloven hooves, bat-like wings, a horse-like face, and this sort of, like, forked tail. It's a very extreme image. And the creature was said to have escaped the cabin and fled into the barrens, where it lurks, basically, to this day. Mm Mm-hmm. So now as much as this kind of reads right, you know, justifiably so as a very fanciful story, there have been sightings and accounts practically since this birth was said to have taken place over the years, up until very recently even. Okay. The creature was originally referred to as the Leeds Devil. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Given the family name, but following a rash of strange events in 1909, it took on the name of the New Jersey or just the Jersey Devil once national publications were like, oh shit, something weird's happening in New Jersey. Cool. So I'm just going to walk us through a slew of sightings and then sort of take in a bit of an epilogue, if you will, sure. to the to the New Jer- the <laughs> New Jersey <laughs> Devil. <laughs> And um, then I will talk about some theories that may explain what's going on, or at least are sort of fun narratives to carry in mind if anything else should happen. Nice. So we can kick things off with Commodore Stephen Decatur, who in the early 19th century was a naval war hero of sorts, testing out um, cannonballs on a firing range. When he sees a strange creature flying across the sky, he's reported to have fired upon it and had a direct <laughs> hit on it <laughs> with no effect. There's so many different elements to that that I love. The fact that he sees something weird and say, oh, I'm going to fucking shoot with a cannon. <laughs> the fact that he hit it. It's so true. It's fine. He's just like totally wasted on the firing range. What's that thing in the sky over there? Shoot it. The other, the other side, too, he was testing cannonballs. So maybe the one that he shot it with was no good. It was the faulty one. He shot yeah. it with like a big pillowcase or something. <laughs> Let's see. Joseph Bonaparte, former king of Spain and brother of the famous Napoleon Bonaparte, hmm. which probably a handful of you have heard about, 
reported seeing um, a strange, monstrous creature that he would later recall was probably the the Jersey Devil in Bordentown, New Jersey, between 1816 and 1839 while out hunting. The exact date is apparently not very <laughs> it's <a pretty> resolved. <laughs> yeah. He's like, sometime over the last 25 years, <laughs> I saw some crazy <laughs> shit, my friend. Listen, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. I can't be expected to keep track of exactly which thing was yeah, when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the former king of Spain. I got a lot on my mind, guys. <laughs> um, in the mid-1840s, a strange creature with a purported piercing scream and odd hoof-like footprints mm. was blamed for a rash of livestock killings in the area around the Pine Barrens. Later, in 1859 and 1894... The Leeds Devil was sighted numerous times and reportedly carried off a large number of livestock and other small animals in Haddonfield, Bridgeton, Smithville, Long Branch, Brigantine, and Leeds Point. Leeds Point being the sort of original township of the birth of the Hmm. Jersey Devil. And then we come to 1909. Which during a week um, in January, 16th through the 23rd, newspapers publish hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over the state. There's just an explosion. And it's during this week the uh, Jersey Devil would sort of like affect well over a thousand people. Jeez. So plenty of sightings come out of this period. How many of them are true? Well, now... But I'll recount a couple of them that are kind of fun. Awesome. So, Sunday morning, January 16th, uh, Thack Cousins of Woodbury, New Jersey, reports seeing a flying creature with glowing eyes flying down the street. Oh, yeah. I know this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not the Phantom of the Chicago. I was going to say, though, it, this kind of... Uh, keep Bear that in mind as you okay. read through these or listen to these. In Bristol, Pennsylvania... John McCowan heard and saw a creature on the banks of a canal. I don't a canal. Someone who wrote this <laughs> does not know how to spell. <laughs> My sources, I will tell you in a minute. Uh, Patrol James Sackville fires on a creature as it flies away, screaming. In each case, these are later reported to be the New Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Um, a postmaster for Bristol reports seeing a bird-like creature with a horse head. <laughs> And he also reports that the creature had a piercing scream. Picture a little songbird with a horse's head. Yeah, it's true. Just a little tiny tweeting bird, (laughs) but full-size horse head (laughs) that has a piercing scream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Monday morning, the very next day, residents of Bristol find strange hoof prints in the snow. Uh, Two Mm. local trappers examine the prints and claim that they've never seen prints like them before. Hmm. Another family... Um, in Burlington, also finds hoof prints in their yard um, and around their trash, which was apparently partially eaten. So the devil eats <laughs> trash. <laughs> Many other yards report similar footprints, or families report similar footprints in their yards. The, the yards themselves are part of the prints. <laughs> um, the prints went up trees, went from roof to roof, uh, would mm. disappear in the middle of the road, stop in the middle of open fields. How did prints go? What makes footprints on trees, like muddy footprints on the trees? or I believe this was after a good snow. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, that's so a, a critical up. detail. Yeah, exactly. They were stomped into the side of the trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on Tuesday the 18th, so this is the very next day, 
This is one of the longer sightings. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Nelson Evans of Gloucester. Um, they were awakened by a strange noise. Upon looking out the window, uh, Mr. Evans claims that he saw the Jersey Devil for as much as 10 minutes. Wow. Quote, it was about three feet and a half high with a head like a collie dog and a face like a horse. It had a long neck, wings about two feet long, and its back legs were like those of a crane, and it had horse's hooves. It walked on its back legs and held up two short front legs with paws on them. It didn't use the front legs at all while we were watching. My wife and I were scared, I tell you, but I managed to open the window and say, Shoo! <laughs> and it turned around, barked at me, and flew away. <laughs> so, okay, I need to unpack this a little bit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Collie's head. Horse's face. What, what part of it is, it does it have Collie ears then, I guess, and then a horse's face? That is sort of my imagining of it as well. Weird. But and it's then, a very strange... And it's pretty small. It's about three feet tall? It kind of a little svelte critter, ain't it? Huh. And useless, like, T-Rex paws. Little T-Rex paws. And, uh, st- stork legs? He said, yeah, <laughs> described it as stork's legs. Uh, th- oh, excuse me, a crane. Crane. Those of a crane, stork. Take your pick. Sure. Heron. Heron, exactly. Um, with horse's hooves? With horse's, horse's hooves. The problem is I can't not think of the proportions of each of those animals just like to each other, not <laughs> not imagining like, just something with a similar shape on each thing. I'm imagining right. like full-size horse hooves on a crane's leg. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and like a horse's face on a collie dog's <laughs> yes. head somehow. Um, the illustration that's most often used maybe helps. Yeah, I've seen that before. And it's I'm sure you've seen this goofiest one. goofiest looking thing. It's a very goofy awkward first day in high school kind of monster <laughs> that thing got stuffed into so many lockers yeah exactly it never got to eat lunch because its money was getting shooken out <laughs> shortly after that goofy sighting two professional hunters tracked the jersey devil for 20 miles in gloucester uh, the trail that they follow jumps five foot fences and uh goes under eight inch spaces hmm. so strangely seems to defy you know, organic capability. Yeah. So there were many more sightings from this date and on through the early 20th century, but I will jump ahead to 1961, during which a couple, which is was parked in their car along a road in the Pine Barrens, they hear a loud screeching noise outside, and then suddenly the roof of their car is smashed. Whoa. And the screeching sound is right on top of them. They flee the scene... Um, and later return to see an unknown creature flying along the tree line, making the same screeching noise. Huh. So a lot of what I've just read you is from uh, Revolvi.com, as well as cryptids.wikia.com. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good site. I found a lot. It of is pretty good. They they post a shitload up there. Yeah, it's a good like compendium of all kinds of just weird stuff that's out there. So the, the, I was oh, go, go back on. to that one last account though. So they were in a car. Something was screeching smashed into the top of their car and right the screeching was right there and then they did what drove off it's not clear and then, okay and then they but then like wait a second we have to go back <laughs> i tell you man i know exactly right like who is going back to that site i i mean maybe Although, you know that's, i say that but just picture you and me we're gonna go back we'll find a way to run away forever for yeah we'll run forever then we're gonna be like 
What was it though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it, I should have taken a picture. <laughs> there was one time I was thinking about this when I was reading like, when I first read the story that I told you of seeing those eyes at a distance and wondering what they were staring back. There was right. a time um when I first was living in Missouri, I took a walk in the middle of the night as one does with a headlamp put us out into the um there's like a cool walking path into the woods and I saw some like a reflection Ooh. um maybe, you know, fifty, um, seventy yards ahead of me at my eye level mm-hmm. that I thought was like an eye shine and my immediate response was Ooh, I wonder what that is. Oh yeah, right. Uh, okay, well, whatever it is has eyes reflecting at my height, so it's big. I should be concerned. I was like, no, this is cool. Oh my goodness! And so I walked. Around, and it ended up being like a sign with reflectors. Oh, there you go. But um, but and then after I was like, you know, that's not a good like knee jerk <laughs> response in that situation. That's not like survival instinct. That's just like dumb scientist <laughs> instinct. I want to know what that is. Yeah, well, that's yeah. totally fair though. In a lot of ways, I think in most cases, something of that height with an eye shine. Would not be the Jersey Devil or some sure. white cr- crawler creature. Yeah. It would be a moose or a deer, which yeah. could be dangerous, but still probably just gonna skitter off. Yeah, I did later on that night see actual eyes in the darkness, and I couldn't make out what they were. <laughs> Something pacing back and forth across like a small swamp, uh, looking back at me, like walk and then stop and look back at my light, and I keep walking. And I never figured out what it was. I was so bummed. It's Are you really- kidding me right now? It was. Um, probably I, I couldn't gauge the distance because it was just out of like the other opposite side of the water just far enough away that I couldn't right. tell how far it was probably it was some kind of a cat I don't know oh okay it was a little little guy I'm thinking it was little just based on again I couldn't tell how far away it was but right. I, I, it must have been man oh man yeah. that's cool yeah I, f- I recall um, night hikes in the rainforests in Costa Rica being both thrilling and kind of like oh my goodness yeah Literally anything could creep up right now. It's so noisy. Especially when there's so many snakes to kill you. Yeah, exactly. We actually did see a baby fertile ants, Ooh. Um, and it was pissed off, hilariously <laughs> enough. The uh, guy who was who was taking us on our hike at the time, we came upon it, and it was like coiled up in the rain, and then as we were shining our lights on it, I think it had had enough, and it sort of jolted out right past us and like through our legs wow. and across the path. But I mean, like... It was clearly just trying to get away. It was not about to crawl. It's going to kill us. <laughs> it was setting out to fuck you guys up. Exactly. Just launching up <laughs> into our throats. <laughs> this is how they kill people. So getting back to the Jersey Devil. Getting back to the actual story. Yeah, it's fine. One of the features that I felt was sort of like a a key trait was this report of these weird tracks through the snow. Mm. And there is the case of the Devil's Tracks, which you mm. may or may not have heard of, um, in England back mm. in 1855. I don't think I have heard of that. So I will recount the story now. On the night of the 8th through the 9th in February, again, 1855, mm-hmm. and one or two nights after that, um, after a heavy snowfall, a series of hoof-like marks appeared in the snow. These footprints, most of which were measured about four inches long, three inches across, and between eight and 16 inches apart, were found mostly in a single file line Hmm. and were reported from more than 30 locations across Devon and Dorset. And it was estimated that the total distance of the tracks uh, amounted to between 40 and 100 miles, which is between 60 and 160 kilometers. 
um, houses, rivers, haystacks, and other obstacles were traveled straight over. Wow. So it's just one straight line of prints going just like up to the house, then suddenly up on the roof. Jeez. On and on, straight line, continuous, seems like a bipedal creature. That's that's something I call it. I'm trying to get somebody in a hurry. I'll refer to that as vectoring to where I'm going. (laughs) Straight line, no matter what's in the way. (laughs) But that's like, wow. So very strange. People couldn't explain it. And here's from a news report. It appears on Thursday night last, there was a very heavy snowfall in the neighborhood of Exeter and the south of Devon. On the following morning, the inhabitants of the above towns were surprised at discovering the footmarks of some strange and mysterious animal endowed with the power of ubiquity. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> As the footprints were to be seen in all kinds of unaccountable sp- uh, places. On the tops of houses and narrow walls, in gardens and courtyards, enclosed by high walls and palings as well as in open fields. Interesting. It is really all over the damn place. It's all over the damn place. And so they these prints have been variously attributed to an experimental weather balloon um, sort of bouncing along the ground. Okay. Badgers, which are apparently <laughs> the one plantigrade creature in England. Okay. Um, hopping mice, which I actually like that theory the very m- most of the lot of them. However, it doesn't really account for why would a mouse hop up and crawl up to the rooftops of stuff. Yeah, they could just go through or something or that around. That vector line is weird as that's hell to the, me. That's, that's a really weird element. And then, of course, hysteria, which, yeah. you know, there is the aspect of it potentially being just faulty narratives. Yeah. However, I still find the account very conspicuous and strange and oddly consistent with what's reported in North America regarding the devil. The Jersey yeah. Devil specifically. <laughs> not Big D down in <laughs> H-E double hockey sticks. It's also not the only report of these kind of devil's prints. Um, another report was from 15 years earlier in the Times. Um, among the high mountains of that elevated district where Glenarchy, Glenlian, and Glenarchy are contiguous, there have been met with several times during this and also the former winter upon the snow the tracks of an animal seemingly unknown at present in scotland the print of the foot in every uh, respect is an exact resemblance of that of a foal of considerable size with this small difference perhaps that the sole seems a little longer or not so round but as no one has had the good fortune as yet to have obtained a glimpse of this creature nothing more can be said of its shape or dimensions only it has been remarked from the depth to which the feet sunk in the snow that it must be a beast of considerable size. It also has been observed that its walk is not like that of the generality of quadrupeds, <laughs> but that it is more like the uh, bounding or limping of a hare when not scared or pursued. It is not in one locality only that its tracks have been met with, but through a range of at least 12 miles. So at the time, there were only illustrations of this stuff, which yeah. weirded people out enough that they actually took down, you know, many different sort of scrawls of what they were seeing in the snow. Okay. However, 2009, the Strange Prince returned, and we do Whoa. have images, oh, which shit. will not look terribly crazy to you, I'm sure. It's just footprints. It's a line of footprints yeah. in the snow looks kind of like what i would expect from a rabbit or perhaps a squirrel however they are extremely they're pretty deep and pretty yeah they're they're like a rabbit or a squirrel they're pretty light on their feet and they have pretty distinct like you can see 
they hop like that in a line, but you can see each footfall in the snow. Exactly. And and it doesn't have the sort of like foot kick that I expect. Yeah. The, the trace of a, you know, propellant forward, you know, that you might see with a rabbit or, or a squirrel bounding through the snow. Right. Also, they're very measured. I feel like these distances are pretty short for an animal of that size. Yeah. So, again, this kind of makes me think maybe it was a mouse. Um, there are wood mice in England that hop basically as their main well they'd sink that deep when they landed it could be from some measure of snow melt as well distorting the print okay yeah that makes i was actually just wondering myself looking over the right hand side looks like there's a little bit of uh kind of yeah so yeah after time melting would definitely make it deeper than okay yeah i see it i see it right that makes sense i can buy that too but it doesn't explain for me at least why the tracks would be roughly contiguous for upwards of 40 miles. Yeah, it's such a long damn time. Or why the tracks would be up and over buildings and, like, crazy structures and things. Like, what mouse would take a fucking beeline like that? It cre- yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. So, with those things in mind, my question now, rhetorically, is, what the fuck is the Jersey Devil? <laughs> I feel like the story... And so, here we go. I'll, I'll, bro- I'll walk you through my four theories, which is, like, the third and final part of my, my story for today. Number one, it actually is something. Okay. So, I feel like in many accounts, some of which I've re- uh, reported today, there are overlaps with the recent accounts of the Chicago Phantom, mm-hmm. which people seem to be pretty... Fixated um, on. Fixated on. Um, and you could even make the case for them overlapping with um, accounts of, let's say, like the uh, Mothman. Yes. Right? People are even calling it the Chicago Mothman. Right, exactly. And so perhaps there is some sort of strange natural phenomenon that is sort of recurrent over years. Yeah. And um, is just so elusive for whatever reason we're unable to measure it correctly. Yeah. But... Again, if it's a real creature, why haven't we been able to nail it down? Why haven't we had more hard, irrefutable data than just these first-hand accounts? Theory two is that some of these accounts are due to Sandhill Crane mis-ID. Again, we've we've mentioned (laughs) this guy before. So here's your Mothman thing. Well, Um, that would explain the... I mean, they're they're tall. They're very tall. They're pretty weird. I mean, they could startle you. It would explain the crane leg, certainly, because right. it's an actual crane. Exactly. Long face. Long face. The wings, even, if you sort of didn't yeah. know how to look at a bird of that size, maybe you're like, oh, it's a bat's wings. Like, who knows? Um, sandal cranes used to live in the south until we basically drove it out of its range. They weigh about 12 pounds. They're four feet high with an 80-inch wingspan. They normally avoid people, but they will stand and fight if confronted and okay. feeling territorial. Um, and further, it has a loud scream, which can be heard from a great distance. Oh, now can they smash the top of a car is the question. Yeah, right, exactly. And do they eat meat, which is a no. Mm. <laughs> so but they don't eat, like, fish and stuff? I, they may eat, like, smaller game, but they're not going to go eat your livestock. Right. Basically, yes, take yes, no message. Yes. Um, and so I have a clip of the Sandhill Crane's calls, hey. which um, if you just put yourself in the mindset of someone who's perhaps outside at night or thinks they're being pursued by a creature just be there now okay that's a pretty unique sound that would be surprising and off-putting if you were already a little bit like tense and 
a little bit like yeah. primed for whatever I'm hearing is the thing that I'm afraid of. Yes. I mean, knowing it's a crane, knowing it's a bird, or even having some familiarity with birds in general, it's kind of quick to go, oh, that's that's a bird making right. that sound. A large bird, perhaps, if I don't know what it is. But if you haven't heard it before, I mean, I'd never heard that specific sound before. So it would be like, what, what the hell was that? I, I would, at some right. point, not long afterward, think, well, it was probably some kind of a bird, but what? Right. But if you'd never heard anything like it before, it's going to freak you out. And so so there's that aspect of it. And it, I mean, if that doesn't explain everything, it could easily explain a handful of the hysterical accounts, let's say, yeah, that went on. That's my third theory, is that it's sort of a mass hysteria. But I actually really love the story behind the story of the New Jersey Devil. The story behind the story. And so I would like to recount that now if that Please is do. cool. I've revised the following content off of Revolvi, but the narrative and factoids were originally drawn by that site from work done by Brian Regal. Um, or Regal. Regal, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, which he published in his 2013 book, The New, uh, the Jersey Devil, The Real Story. Mm. <laughs> so, starting in the 17th century, English Quakers established settlements in the Pine Barrens region of New Jersey. Daniel Leeds, a Quaker and a prominent person of pre-revolution colonial southern New Jersey, became ostracized by his Quaker congregation after his 1687 publication of almanacs containing astrological symbols and writings. Leeds... Uh, Leeds's <laughs> fellow Quakers deemed the astrology in these almanacs as too pagan or blasphemous. Jeez, that's a pretty bullshit reason to get off. Yeah, exactly. They're like, stop having so much fun. <laughs> these goofy images and suggestions. And so the almanacs were censored and destroyed by the Quaker community. So in response to and in spite of this... Oh, go on. Imagining... He wrote an almanac that just happened to include, like, horoscopes at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, no, we don't agree with this at all. Sounds kind of like that's what was happening a little bit. They, uh, <laughs> they're just like, wait, I don't want to have fort misfortune befall me in the month of April. <laughs> what do you mean I might have good luck today? So, in response to and in spite of the censorship, Leeds continues to publish even more of this sort of esoteric astrological christian writing um and becomes increasingly fascinated with christian occultism mysticism cosmology demonology and the natural magics mm -hmm. um through the 1690s after his almanacs and writings were further censored as blasphemous or heretical by the philadelphia quaker meeting uh leads continued to wrestle with the quaker community he converted to Anglicanism, Anglicanism and published anti-Quaker tracts, criticizing <laughs> Quaker theology and accusing Quakers of being anti-monarchists. I like that he basically, like, yeah, the Quakers call him up for some bullshit they don't like, so he doubles down and they're like, yeah, no, exactly. dude, no. And then he goes like, oh, well, fuck Quakers. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going down. You didn't like my funny stories? <laughs> fuck your whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as a consequence of this dispute between Leeds and the Southern New Jersey Quakers over his accusations, Leeds was eventually endorsed by this much maligned British royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury, hmm. who was despised among the Quaker communities. Leeds also happened to work as a counselor to Lord Cornbury during this time. So, considering Leeds as a traitor for aiding the Crown and rejecting Quaker beliefs... 
the Quaker Burlington meeting of Southern New Jersey subsequently dismissed him as evil. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. So it gets a little better. Um, and this may be my favorite part of this whole story coming up. So during 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan, <laughs> quite the name, you know, my son, Titan, um, he was 400 feet tall, <laughs> inherited his father's almanac business. Uh, which continued to use astrological content and eventually, because of this, competed with Benjamin Franklin's similarly popular Poor Richard's Almanac. Mm. Um, The competition between the two men intensified when, during 1733, Franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Lead's death on October of that same year. (laughs) I know. Benjamin Franklin is just like... being a real troll so franklin's prediction is intended as a joke at his competitor's expense and but like joking about your competitor dying it's like, pretty extreme on. yeah i know exactly in, in those times too i imagine it was like geez dude <laughs> lay off lay off exactly so that's exactly how titan takes it too he gets really offended by this prediction and publishes a public admonition of franklin as a fool and a liar <laughs> <laughs> so franklin now sort of takes his gloves off and published a mocking reply <laughs> in which he humorously suggests that Titan Leeds had indeed died in accordance with the earlier <laughs> prediction and was thus writing his almanacs as a ghost <laughs> resurrected from the grave to haunt and torment Franklin. Credit where credit is due, Mr. Franklin. It's pretty funny. <laughs> He's just like trolling, taking his, taking his air baths and smoking weed, I'm sure, just like dude whatever man you're a ghost um and he in fact would continue to jokingly refer to Leeds as a ghost even after Leeds actually died in 1738 which oh, is just he was a dick but now he's a funny one he's a funny guy but uh what an asshole um and so part of Brian Regal's or Regal's argument is that Daniel Leeds' blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro-monarchy stance in a largely anti-monarchist colonial South combined with Benjamin Franklin's um, kind of like trolling of Leeds as a ghost may have originated or at least contributed to the folklore uh, legend of the so-called Leeds devil lurking in the Pine Barrens. Okay. And so the case is strengthened, though, by the fact that during the, during 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs, and their family crest depicted a wyvern, or a wyvern, depending okay. on your pronunciation, which, as dedicated listeners may recall, we described earlier, which is a bat-winged, dragon-like legend legendary creature basically yeah you know it's basically a dragon with you know its four limbs are the wings are the wings right it has back legs it didn't have four legs and wings it just has back legs and then wings exactly um which in the crest stands upright on two clawed feet so this kind of image is very reminiscent of the popular descriptions of the Jersey Devil and in combination with this sort of cultural charge of you know this guy's this guy's kind of a monster to us yeah so just associating that particular imagery and that just like connotation all with exactly that name. you know a few games of telephone later and suddenly yeah. you have a legitimate 
boogeyman monster in the woods mm-hmm. haunting the Pine Barrens of Jersey. Awesome. So I really like that story uh, behind the sort of mass hysteria aspect of it all. And then Theory 4, which is easily couched under Theory 3, but I thought it would be more fun to end on, is that the Jersey Devil is some kind of omen slash embodiment of evil, tragedy, (laughs) or war. Okay. Which is, yeah, I know. Well, you said it was like early 1900s, so just before World War Mm I. And then again in the 60s? So apparently it has been seen, there are accounts of the Jersey Devil um, being sighted before the start of the Civil War the Spanish-American War, the Vietnam War, the First and Second World Wars, as well as on December 7th, 1941, right before Pearl Harbor was bombed. Wow. So... <laughs> I'd be interested if, based on that, it's when the public is in a kind of state of just general, like, panic exactly. and like, oh, man, and then suddenly any kind of weird little thing happens and they start thinking, oh, it's just this it's horrible monstrosity... Because that would, like you said, that folds back into the Phantom of the Chicago game, quite where so. we're having, we're having a year. We're having quite a year. In and so the idea of there being this weird kind of just monster thing people can latch onto, that kind of feeds into that same sort of mindset. It, it very much does. I think it also lends itself to folks who may be leading a kind of uh, religiously mm, framed life. Let's put it sure. that way. In which you know devils and angels as these kinds of things could be may exist yeah and so the willingness to project that image onto something you don't fully understand or to sort of help explain a mood by that kind of uh, imagery is all the more readily at hand yeah my questions to this theory are um sure it's spooky but spooky but why just american wars (laughs) why do we just see it in new jersey uh why all these wars and then pearl harbor (laughs) (laughs) And also, why not every time a major atrocity is committed? <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense. I think it's I think it's goofy. Probably something has to be like a big enough, just like um, all-consuming sort of um, sense of great stress in the country. Like Pearl right. Harbor was kind of the culmination of the war was already happening before the U.S. got involved. So people were like, people were all kind of worked up over it anyway. And then this thing right. happens. And then if you think of why is it only American? wars that this happens for well it makes sense that an american monster story would happen only in america precisely so i feel like you know in england like the story of hellhounds and stuff mm. we'll probably talk about that in a future episode i'm sure mm-hmm. it'd be cool to cover but they're often an omen of bad things to come i see so i, I want i'd be I, th- I feel like i've seen different stories um of different types of creatures that are kind of omen harbingers of yeah exactly bad times all different parts of the world have their own different iterations of that so it's pretty cool in that way yeah and that's kind of how i like to look at the whole jersey devil phenomenon is this sort of fun and spooky cultural mm, cultural monster in its own way i suppose yeah. uh cultural cryptid which uh does it really haunt the barons for over you know 300 years or so right mm, probably not <laughs> it's, it's probably not this goofus that we're gonna post up there <laughs> But uh, if it is, if it looks like that, then like more power to it. Like I just right. wanted to do the best it can. Exactly. But much like the sort of paranormal events or experiences, it may very well haunt the Pine Barrens in the minds of the people who are convinced of its existence and willing to, you know, ascribe their experiences to this creature. For sure. And well put. So 
more power to you, creeped out friends. But that's all I got for you today. Good stuff. Cool. Well, there's some fun monsters for you this there week. There y'all go. Yeah, that was uh, some creepy stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for your sake, I didn't think to actually set the mood lighting in this room until well after Ooh, the scariest no, of it was, it was very much fortunate for my <laughs> sake. That was creepy as hell. Oh, my goodness. I wish you went second. That would be the... <laughs> Big uh, smash, smash finish. Well, maybe I'll hit you up next week with something uh, suitably creepy in that in that case. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you very much. Feel free to um, yeah leave a leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, spread the good word, mm-hmm. the gospel of super superstitious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, if you have any creepy stories of your own or topics you want to hear us cover, yeah, con- please do send email them in. us at contact at superduperstitious.com or tweet us at superduperstitch. Exactly. Or you could leave, I guess, a comment on the Facebook page. Yeah, or- you can message us on Facebook. We get back to you. Uh, I think it currently says we get back within an hour. Exactly, which is, which is damn respectable for gentlemen so busy as us. You should be so lucky. You should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.